Welcome back to TCU's Three Wiseman special edition episode covering TCU versus Southern in the first basketball game for the TCU men's basketball season. So TCU beat Southern 108 to 75, blowout. We predicted this on the podcast this week. It was always going to happen. With that blowout, TCU covered the spread of 27 and a half easily. And the game really was never in doubt, even from the beginning. We did get off to somewhat of a sloppy start. We had eight turnovers in eight minutes, which is not good. We need to get that cleaned up. I think it's due to first team's first real game together. Everybody's excited. Everybody's moving at 115 miles per hour. And once we settled in, we were much better. We only had 13 turnovers overall. So after that first eight minutes or so, five turnovers total. If we can average one turnover every six minutes and 20 seconds or so, that would be absolutely incredible first off, but unreasonable. I think if we can go for four turnovers and a half in with eight to 10 for a game, that would be fantastic. The first half, in my opinion, seemed really close, especially the first 10 minutes. We weren't really up by that much before that. The defense wasn't bad. I want to clarify that, in my opinion. The defense wasn't all that bad. Southern just couldn't miss. They were hitting crazy shots, good defense, just better better shooting. Uh, and that kind of continued throughout the game. They also hit a ton of threes early on, which they did cool off eventually. But the first half, it seemed really close. And I looked up at halftime and we're up by 19. And it was kind of one of those, how the heck did that happen moments? Because I never really remembered us going on a huge run where we scored a lot of points in a row. It was just consistent pouring in of points. We scored 54 first half points which is half of our total, so that's consistent offense right there. But I was I was just really impressed because there wasn't a huge run in the first half that I can remember. PV was the X factor in this game. And I think even after a good showing in the scrimmage, a lot of people, myself included, kind of, undervalued what he could be to the team this year. We say that Avery Anderson is the new Damian Ball. I I mean, I still don't see a reason why he can't be, but I don't really want to compare anybody to last season's players. So we have Nelson Jr., who's just our number one option every single time down the court. He's the creator. We need that number two. I think Micah Peavy actually might be stepping up into that number two role. The shooting wasn't there this game, so he stopped shooting. And he drove to the basket and slashed. The offense completely changed when Micah Peavy was on the court versus when he wasn't on the court. When he was on the court, there was off-ball movement like crazy. And it wasn't just Micah Peavy, although he was he, he might have had the best off-ball movement I've ever seen from a TCU player in this game. It was everybody. Everybody was moving off the ball. It's what a motion offense I think is supposed to look like. When PV wasn't on the court, it was what we'd seen for the past 
several years where the majority of people just standing outside the rim, the big comes out, sets a half-hearted screen, knows he isn't going to get the ball on the inside. And I think that's very telling to how PV is going to affect the team this season. He had 21 points, he's a, which is a career high. Most of those points came in the paint. The thing that's different about Micah Peavy on offense when he is driving is that he is completely in control the entire time. He's not one of those guys who's going to go full speed straight to the rim and throw the ball off the top of the backboard trying to draw a foul. No, he's going to go full speed, slow himself down, make a controlled move towards the hoop. And that's, you can't teach that. That's just incredible instincts. That's just knowing ball. He is a humongous mismatch for us playing the two position because he's what, six, seven, six, eight. And he's quick enough to guard the smallest guards. They're not big enough to guard him. Micah Peavy could be this year's X factor coming in that nobody was talking about before the season, but everybody will be talking about come NCAA tournament time. Jacoby Coles was back to his usual self. He had 17 points, two steals, seven rebounds. He's going to be huge for us this year. I've always been a Coles fan. Um, I thought he was going to be a good addition coming, coming from Butler, but I don't think anybody thought he was going to be this big of an addition. He's really worked on himself, his body, his mental focus, his concentration. And I think this year it's definitely going to show last year was just the beginning for him. Jameer Nelson Jr. is a stat sheet stuffer. He showed it in the scrimmage. He showed it again on Monday night. He had 14 points, six assists, five steals, three rebounds, and two blocks. And those two blocks were awesome. They were in the first, first probably three, four minutes of the game. And he got up. The announcers even mentioned how he has a 40-inch plus vertical. And it was clear to see. The guy's a great defender. He's a great creator on offense. Again, another guy who drives to the rim and is in control. He had one drive where he had a spin move that was just beautiful to watch. Emmanuel Miller this game I thought was fine. Uh, he got two early fouls that kind of got him out of his rhythm, and he never really got back into the rhythm. Luckily, we didn't need him to be in rhythm. Uh, Off-ball movement was still good from him. That's how he got most of his points. He had an awesome catch and dunk where the ball passes a little bit low right by his ankles and he still absolutely stuffed it down the rim. Uday didn't play all that much. I really would like to see a bit more of him. He only played 13 minutes in this game. Uh, I think that's due to him being a little bit overeager everywhere. Uh, he had He had a really good play where he had a steal and then made an awesome pass to PV for PV's like 16th and 17th points, which made it PV's career high. I think he's going to be very good for us this season. Just didn't show. I think the matchup was, wasn't great for him. He's a little bit big and he was a little bit too focused on help defense. And that came at the expense of protecting the rim last or on Monday night. 
So I think if he could just settle down, settle in, this guy's basically a freshman. He didn't play all that much at Kansas. So this is really his first meaningful minutes in college. And I think he'll be fine. He just needs to play a little bit. Tennyson is huge for us. He's always looking to take and make three-pointers, which is something we haven't had in a long time. Chuck was hopefully going to be that guy for the past couple of years. He's a little bit inconsistent. And Tennyson really reminds me of Kowatnoy in the fact that he is always looking to shoot. Noy, people sometimes got annoyed with him because he was always looking to shoot, but he made them more often than not. I don't want to compare him to a Desmond Bain type because I think Bain could have been the best spot-up shooter in TCU history and possibly in Big 12 history, at least one of the top spot-up shooters in the Big 12 ever. But because the teams were so awful that we had around him, he was forced to become more of a playmaker, which is serving him really well now that he's in the NBA. But that's why I don't see a comparison between Tennyson and Desmond Bain. Bain is too much of a playmaker for his teammates around him. Tennyson is always going to shoot, which we need one of those guys. I will say, though, if the shot isn't there, he will pump fake and drive. He did that twice and got two easy layups on Monday because he just pumped fake. The guys went flying by him and he drove by. Avery Anderson surprised, I think, everybody. He was two for four from deep. Who knew he could shoot like that? Not me. He hadn't showed it in his past years at Oklahoma State. I think Dixon has given him the green light to go ahead and let it fire whenever he wants. And I think that's the case with just about everybody on the team this year. Everybody has the green light. And that's something that we haven't seen in past years. Or maybe it Everybody has had the green light, but they haven't been able to make the shots. This year, they can make the shots. We shot 10 for 23 from deep. Yeah, 43.5%. That's better than we've shot from three, minus like a couple games here and there for the, a long time. I think Anderson also just needs to calm down a little bit, though. He did have five assists, which is fantastic. That was second on the team. He also had five turnovers, which was by far the most on the team. If he can just calm down, play within the system, play controlled but fast, he's going to be really good because, again, his finishing ability is fantastic. Cork and Mustafa, they're both kind of meh. All, all our bigs were kind of meh this game. They weren't necessarily needed, which is a shame because I think these beginning games of the season can be used to really get experience for the big men. We need to practice throwing the ball into them and having them create out of the middle rather than just passing it around the outside and letting one of our guards create or finding a cutter. I think these early games in the season are going to be very important for our bigs. We need to pass the ball inside. We need to let them get theirs because late in the season, it's going to be a bigs game. We saw it last year in the NCAA tournament. UConn had the best bigs. UConn won the tournament. We will need the bigs to come in clutch for us in crunch time when it matters. I think that... Mustafa actually might end up as the number two behind Uday. 
he knows where he needs to be. Again, we've said it many times, he's not the most athletic guy. But on defense, watching him control everybody else around him out of the paint, he was constantly talking, telling people where they needed to be. Just He was kind of like a keeper in soccer. Just control, seeing everything in front of him, controlling the defense. That's what we need. He also had three blocks. I know the stat sheet only gave him two. I counted three, so I'm going to give him three. And I was really impressed with that because, again, he's not the most athletic guy. That's based on positioning, which is huge. Free throw shooting for the game was up and down. We ended up shooting 70% as a team, which, frankly, is about 10 points, I think, better than last year. But it's still not where I'd like it to be. PV went one for three. I think he also might have had an air ball, which is kind of funny, but shouldn't happen. Uh, Tennyson, who's a great free throw shooter, was over one. Anderson was three for four, which... That's fine, 75%. He'll get better. Jameer Nelson didn't get to the line at all, which kind of surprised me. He normally does. I think he'll look to as the season progresses. That being said, we need to shoot better than 70.6% from the line if we want to win in the Big 12. The other Big 12 teams besides Kansas State uh, looked phenomenal in their first games. It's going to be a good conference. It's going to be a deep conference. Free throw shooting is free points. We need to make those free points count. I talked a little bit about the defense earlier, and I want to reiterate that I don't think it was bad. Jamie Dixon said in his press conference that it was not where we need it to be. I agree. It's not where we need it to be, but I don't think it was bad defense. Southern hit some absolutely insane shots over outstretched hands. That being said, I do think the three-point defense needs to be improved. I thought that people were slow getting back to their defenders after playing the help defense. I know it's hard to get back to your man, but you got to do it. Shooting-wise overall, we're 61.4%. If we, if we can shoot above 60% as a team, we'll win a ton of games. Other teams cannot keep up with that. Paired with our defense, that's a winning record in the Big 12, probably a top three to four finish, and most likely a top five, top four, top five NCAA seeding come tournament time. I think this team can get there. They looked good. I'm holding out judgment on all of these players, really. Because it's the first game, you never know what's going to happen. I don't want to form firm opinions on people after one game, which is why with everything I've said about PV, Tennyson, Coles, it can all change. This is what I think they could be for the season to come. Thank you for tuning in to this breakdown of TCU versus Southern by TCU's Three Wisemen. Be on the lookout for our next episode coming out next Monday. We'll cover Omaha, and we'll cover the two games upcoming next week, which are UT Rio Grande and Mississippi Valley State, home of Jerry Rice, I believe. So 
be on the lookout for that. Thanks for listening and go Frogs.